Hey folks, sorry about last week. This is episode 32. I am solo here today on the intro because we forgot to record an intro. Uh, the levels of professionalism just keep rising with this podcast. Uh, anyways, uh, episode 32, we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Um, went hard the other direction from last week. If you recall, the Laugh Man was a bit disappointed in the absence of gore from uh, Return of the Living Dead. And uh, we went hard the other way for episode 32. Uh, found out that there's such a thing as too much gore. Uh, so it was a fun episode. I uh, don't have much to say for this intro since I am solo today, but uh, wanted to have something on the front end like we always do. Apologies if this goes up a little late. I'm running behind on piecing it all together, but, you know, you should be used to inconsistency from us by now. Uh, stay tuned for a word from our sponsors, and enjoy the show. This part thing of ours is brought to you brought. by AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Head over there into promo code TPTO Pod. <laughs> Save 50% any one item and you'll get some other stuff too. <laughs> Three free adult DVD mystery gift and free shipping on the whole order at adamandeat.com to Toy Story. <laughs> they don't sell Toy Story, but they do sell a porno parody. We've got the 14-inch big black deals. They don't have to be black. They could be any color, too. Maybe so pink. head on over to AdamandEve.com. It's TPTO Pod at checkout, too. What do you get one more time? You get three free adult DVDs and a free mystery gift. A mystery gift and free shipping on the whole order too. Are you kidding me? That is not a story you've told me. And I am curious now about the first one that Leah alluded to. Which one was that? The, uh... I don't know. The poo stories we were talking about. Which one, Leah? We're leading out, the, we're leading out with poo this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some so, great doo-doo on yourself I, I, stories. Not on me. <laughs> Let's be clear. These aren't Austin doo-doo on, yeah. on himself no, stories. No. I've just been a party. I've been a third party. I <laughs> That's good for you. There's good for I, you. It's, there's some there's some uh, doo doo stories that I told. I remember that Christmas. Let's be mod. Let's keep these. <laughs> we don't want to have a thirty minute. Well, that's, party. that's true. I'll, I'll have to get permission from you know who to, to tell. If you need permission, then let's tell not those tell it stories. right now. I won't you, tell you can those you can ro- you can roll a doo doo story over to the next pod. But this one was particularly good. <laughs> yeah, we mm-hmm. I played uh, football in high school, and we had a game in Winder Barrow, which is kind of a. Athens, on the way to Athens, kind of out in the country. We go play this game. Their locker room was so small, and it only had, like, two toilets. So after the game, you know, we had to go pretty fast. We all loaded on the bus. And that locker room was so small, we couldn't even take our pads off. That bus was horrendous, by the way. It's like 
50 some odd dudes yeah. just played a three hour football game packed onto a, yellow, a a normal orange school bus with some funk with some serious funk yeah and um so of course all the windows came down not honky funk but no it was it was <laughs> but, bad but, um <laughs> but we're on this bus and everyone some of most of the guys fall asleep um hey twinkle toes Donald. Just, just to prepare you, the the beginning of this movie is hilarious okay. and awesome. <laughs> this is for all the seriousness that was Texas Chainsaw, the first one. Mm-hmm. They decided to just go campy and like '80s in a whole new way with the sequel. Got it. I don't even think it's an official sequel. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyways, most of the folks on the bus fell asleep. I was not. I was sitting there <clears throat> hanging out, and I look. I just got a whiff. I think a few of us did, but I got a particularly good whiff of some. Uh, what it couldn't have been a fart. Like uh, death doodle baby. Death doodle baby. <laughs> and I look out over there, and there's a guy whose name we need not mention, but he's just. Oh, I could. Okay, it's like one of those things in life where you know that you're physically seeing something, mm-hmm. but your brain is having a hard time saying like this is real. <laughs> Because what he had done was just kind of repositioned himself in the seat and had made a little cup with his hand, <laughs> was shitting into his hand, huh. and then throwing it out that, you know, the slide windows on the bus that you pull down with both hands. So he's shitting into his hand and just, like, poop as he go, right. throwing it out the window. And the asshole part for me was that it's kind of like I turned into this bitch guy. Hang on a second. What happened? I forgot to do airplane mode. Oh, All right, we're good. We're good. I, I, I turned into this bitch guy for this one. <laughs> I could have been forgiving. Most of the people were asleep. Yeah. He could have wrapped it up. It would have smelled like a... He could have just been like, oh, what a terrible fart. I don't know what he would have done with his shitty hand, <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah, there's no bathroom but, uh, on the school bus. I, I just kind of blurted out, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this kind of shit. <laughs> and it turned into like people that were asleep woke up, and then they smell it, and then it just you know how come on, you're talking about high school football players who are giving each other a hard time anyway. Right. Now you got a guy shitting in his hand, and we still got 45 minutes to ride back to school. <laughs> and what is he like? He never, I, I saw him actually when we were dating. I think we might have just been married. We were at a restaurant, and uh, he was serving food, and I was like, I, I don't really want to eat here. <laughs> And I was also trying to avoid him because I know damn sure yeah. that if he saw, there would certainly be due to my food. Yeah. If he, if You're going to get our, like, he's just going to like, just kind of fingernail his butthole yeah. and then just like rub that on, on my your, French on toast. Your, yeah. yeah. Just right across the top. Some little caramel, <laughs> Nutella streaks across the top of my uh, pancake. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was bad. And the other one was the, uh, the Buicks, the, the, what we, we've termed the, uh, Buick rendezvous because we had we were at a bar yeah and this my friend picked up this girl we were all riding with him and he's like hey she invited us back to her house to the swimming pool it was like 12 30 we'd had a lot of drinks I was like yeah sure whatever yeah we go back we're hanging out I wasn't in the pool because I mean who rides around with a swim I don't just jump into a pool I need I need the accoutrement you didn't go naked no plus none of the her friends were it wasn't wasn't my, my that's style. That's the perfect time to do it. No, like, I get like it. When but you I, get to a house party and there's the promise of girls and you get there and none of them are your speed and you're like, well, fuck, I'm going to get naked because I'm not. No I'm one not, to impress here. I'm not trying yeah. to win over any of these hearts and minds and I want to get in that swimming pool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, so they, the two that had actually picked each other up stayed behind and went into this person's mother's Buick rendezvous. 
So it wasn't even his car. Mm. It was mother's Buick Rendezvous. And they, is, like a, is that like says, a mafia car? Is no. That, I don't know what a rendezvous a is. A rendezvous is their SUV. It's like oh, this okay. really boxy. Well, not even boxy. It was then, but they don't make them anymore. But uh, she says in some drunken fashion that, you know, I'm on my period, but it's, this is kind of, this is who we're dealing with. I'm on my period, but it's okay. You can put it in my butt. Oh, cool. Right. I'm glad you're a keeper. I can see a second date coming. Hey, the log ride is in fact. <laughs> Hey, long ride's working. Yeah. But, and then uh, some. Yeah. So he was like, cool. So they start doing butt stuff. Wow. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, she she just, like, I don't know the act, like, what happened point <clears throat> to point, but she just said, like, oh, like, it made an exclamation and ran out of the truck or an SUV runs into her house and he, it w- hits him instantly. <laughs> She's just shit everywhere, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, when you do, you gotta do anal. This is things you have to think about. Yeah, and you've heard all. Asa Akira always talks about yeah. this. Well, if you're gonna do an anal scene, you need 24 hours to well, like yeah, we've talked flush about, your system. It's a very old podcast. Back when we were still hesitating on what to release, there's a whole chunk of of an episode that we yeah, removed. About. I remember we, we talked about the prep for anal. Yeah, you can't you can't just you just don't do it. You just don't no. say you know what tonight, honey. I know we had a big lunch at Wendy's, but I, I'm yeah. thinking anal tonight. Yeah, no, yeah, like I'm. My now, I read a Vice article, and I was amazed <laughs> at the detail, because they were like, we talked to, you know, famous porn star Asa Akira, who's famous for her anal scenes and has won AVN awards for the past yada, yada years. Yeah. And she was like, oh, it's a process. You, 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 don't, you don't eat for 24 hours. You're doing constant enemas. Mm. And then there's, like, the whole physical prep of, like, using a butt plug. Making sure that it's bleached, like all the yeah. things that have to make well, it that might aesthetically be for, pleasing for the visuals of porno. But like we used to have some neighbors that were a gay couple, and they split up and moved away. But we're still friends with them on Facebook. <laughs> and I remember during Pride Week recently, one of them shared a picture of just the ground in downtown Atlanta of of a of a douche on the ground. It's like somebody's prepping. <laughs> And like, what's funny is I don't think they like, I think the majority of their friends that they uh, interact with and engage with on Facebook are all their, their gay friends mm. in Atlanta. Yeah. And then it's just me and Kristen. It's every once in a while, we'll, we'll see these conversations between them. And it's like, it's, we're just, yeah, it's like a front row seat into a very private conversation mm-hmm. about what dudes do in yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> well, so she shit herself on all, and it goes, I mean, it, I can't describe to you yeah. the scene of the crime. Where were they in the Buick? In the backseat. Okay. And so, like, for some reason, this is the part I've never, I don't understand any of it, but one of the things I really didn't understand was why he, the active participant, thought it was funny. <laughs> like, you just got shit on. I and mean, I know you're a little drunk, yeah. but you got poo all in the back of your mom's car. You know, you don't, how, that's like one thing. Like, how am I going to do that? You know, how am I going to yeah. get, so he comes back at the pool and one of her, fr- she had run into the house. She calls for one of her friends. One of her friends says, yeah, everybody has to go. Mm-hmm. We come out and that's where we find out about the scene. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad. One of the other guys starts to dry wretch. <laughs> and I, I immediately said this, I was so happy. It was like the first year I had a, like a decent cell phone. I called one of my other friends. It's like two o'clock in the morning now. I'm like, Hey bro, I don't know what you're doing, but you gotta get me out of here. You know, and uh, so I got picked up by the other two dudes. They were like, he went and got a hose and just sprayed out what he could see. Yeah. They put a bunch of towels down and some air freshener that he had gone into the house to get. They get in this car. And much to your point about the other story that we can get to later. He kept, he put the child, again, this is the guy that got shit on, still having a good time. I guess that's a good way to look at this. But he kept putting the child locks on the backseat windows 
So while they were, <laughs> while they were riding home, the dude that was retching was like, dude, you better unlock this fucking window. I will kick this shit out. And the long story short, at the end of the, the next day, um, his mom was like, what? It stinks. What happened there? And, it, and he had to tell the, the story that he, it was just on the fly was that one of our other friends just got really sick and puked all in the Well, rendez- Mom, I, uh, I got the uh, wicked badass opportunity to butt fuck this girl last night <laughs> that I just met at random. She told me she was on the rag, but her butt was open for business. And I figured, what better place to do that than your back seat? She dropped a huge load on my dog. It was hilarious. I kept putting the child lock on. So everyone had to smell it. The, I mean, the only downside to the night was I didn't actually get to finish. <laughs> but I did later after I showered, and I, I remembered everything. Yeah. Here, you know what I'm saying? All right, so anyways, Mom, deal with that. I'm going to head to school. <laughs> did you make me lunch? <laughs> Why didn't you make me fucking lunch? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how you start the, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 with a string of poop stores. Yeah. Yeah, to give you some backstory on these guys here in the movie, they've been calling this radio station all day, mm-hmm. and the phone system is set up for whatever reason, the radio station, where they can't hang up. The people on the Ooh. the callers have to be the ones to hang up. And so the radio station is hearing these guys get chainsawed up while they're driving on a bridge. And this only happened because they tried to run I saw that, that truck off the road earlier. So they came back and... She's been in other stuff. Yeah, she, she looks has. very familiar to me. What's funny, it's the spoiler, but she ends up wearing his face later. <laughs> I wish she would have just let me see that. <laughs> wow. I have to say, some of this can't be gore. Because I thought that one we did recently was just like, oh, the, the Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. It, it was campy, silly. but it was just... If you're going to give me camp and nonsense and there's like a, a zombie with boobs, yeah, I need, there's got to be more gore than what... What we were given on that It was film. light on the gore. I think there's more gore in the sequel. Okay. Um, but uh, this one's gorier. <laughs> I mean, Texas Chainsaw is kind of gnarly. I mean, it's about it's about a cannibal family, essentially, that that chainsaws up, you know, teens and then eats them. Yeah. And, you know, Leatherface wears their face as a mask. You know, there's a whole... Oh. There's a whole system at play with these movies. V making an appearance. <laughs> Might have to take a quick break here. <laughs> she's uh, she's very much a titty baby these days. Yeah, mom and mom only. Yeah. Well, you know what are you gonna do there? Uh, so did to finish that story? Did did he and shit girl finish, or did she just run inside and no one? No, saw her again? actually, two weeks later, the same bar, which I couldn't believe she'd ever even go back to the bar. Uh, two weeks later, I thought we you were, said she thought it was funny too, or no, was no, she embarrassed? No, no. She okay. ran right into that. She shit and ran. We never saw her again that night. I was gonna say if she thought it was funny, then she kind of is a keeper. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's the only way you could establish that. It's literally big. Oh, I'm so sorry, but listen, I just shat on you. Like I, all things being considered, I think we should both parties should look at this with some comedy, laugh this off. Listen, I realize this is gross, but I'll make you a deal. I'm gonna go inside. I'm gonna shower. You come in, and we'll finish. This. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm not, we're not going to do the butt thing, and, you're, and the vag is still off point, but hey, <laughs> blowjob's still out there. I can finish you off. You're going to need to shower first, too, though. I'm a hand shandy expert. Listen, I'm brought, no, I met did. you at a bar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that nut, all right? Yeah. It's going to happen. We, we, uh, we got to deal with this doo-doo first. We were in that same bar because we used to go to this place because they would do a wet t-shirt contest, Leah. She's making all kinds of moves. <laughs> Once they're mobile, like... 
It's trouble. Nothing. You don't. You don't do anything. We went to the bar for this. We knew it was this famously horrendous wet T-shirt contest. I mean, this is like Gwinnett's nastiest. <laughs> These girls would go and compete. It was the same people. That's what I loved. It was, yeah. it was the same people every week. Mm. I'm competing yeah. for this horrendous bar cash prize. I'm, I'm picturing like the ICP <clears throat> women's kind of thing. The, that with that honestly, the ICP video. girls might have a, a leg up here. Really? Some. Some, some of them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we went up there to see this because we, we always thought it was hilarious. And uh, sure enough, her and her friends walk in, and they, they took one look at our little group and turned right back around and went out the door. It was like she just didn't want to face the embarrassment. Because I think she, this bitch is the one that shit in the this back of my mom's wrong This bitch shit on my dick. <laughs> it definitely would have happened. I mean... <laughs> But that yeah. genie pops up. That shit. That this bitch genie. Yeah. Well, that the thing about that wet t-shirt contest. There was the thing I loved was this one girl always did the. Uh, I don't. You'll know the name of the band, but pour some sugar on me song. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. And another girl did that. I think I've talked about her. She had like three kids by five different dads, but mm. uh, she did that bossy song. It's like a rap song from the. Early 2000. Because I'm bossy. I'm the first. It was just terrible. She had this little routine she did every week, and every week she got booed off the stage. (laughs) What kind of courage does it take to keep coming back? Like you're getting, think about that. This isn't a, this isn't a talent show. This isn't the Apollo where that's expected. This is a wet t-shirt contest on a Tuesday night with, with 75 cent beer specials and you're getting booed off the stage. Oh yeah. Okay. She is, but the candle could go down. She's going to bust her head on that corner, which is not very baby-proof. This is all very good potable material. I used to enjoy, me and my buddies, and, well, and couples, too. Like, it wasn't always just the guys. Like, a lot of times, me and Kristen's uh, circle of friends, like, back in the era when she worked at the Bone Garden, we would go down to Southern Comfort. Have you ever been down there? It's south of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I think it's technically in Hapeville. It's a truck stop bar. That it's it's like the closest thing we'll ever get to Urban Cowboy, probably in Aww. Atlanta. It's just super rednecky, like women with beehive hairdos, Marlboro, Marlboro cigarettes. So and Johnny's Hideaway was a little bit more country angle. Yeah, but it isn't Johnny's Hideaway because this place is like a little sketchy. And okay. I, well, no, I'll say it's medium sketchy. <laughs> Like um, some friends of mine from the suburbs agreed to come down to a party there one night and they were scared off by some creepy truckers in the parking lot. It's it's not the best place. But if you roll in there with a bunch of like heavily tattooed dudes and like denim vests with punk rock patches and shit on like no one, no one really fucks with you. But like there's no black people down yeah, there. Yeah. Like and you're in Hapeville. Yeah, it's it's down there. But they do a karaoke. <clears throat> and my buddy Josh, every time we would do karaoke. Always did Sweet Transvestite from the Rocky Horror Picture mm. Show and always killed it because he's got a good singing voice. Uh, but as far as karaoke goes, that I used to do Conway Twitty's Only Make Believe. Oh, great song. That was my oh, great that was song. my go-to karaoke down there. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Conway Twitty. <laughs> oh, so good. Did you see Family Guy this oh, past yeah. Sunday? No, I haven't seen any new ones or anything. Oh, God. I don't think I've ever watched a, like a live, you know, brand new episode. The, I, I catch them on... A million different avenues. <laughs> the plot line of the most recent one was Brian meets a girl at a bar who he ends up hitting it off with and finds out that she's got cancer and she's going to die in two weeks. Mm. And she has all these sex fantasies she wants to 
to live out. And he's like, well, I'll help you. And then they fall in love and get married. He, he says he'll marry her because, you know, she wants to be married before she dies. After they get married, she finds out that she's going to live. And now he's stuck with her. Aww. And once she starts getting better, she gets her appetite back. And she starts eating a lot and putting on oh, weight. Oh, no. And then, she, and then she starts farting a lot. She <laughs> says, oh, did you, Brian, did I tell you that the, the cancer doctor told me that flatulence is a good sign of my organs working again. <laughs> so the more I fart, the better I'm going to be. <laughs> and so she's just putting on all this weight. And she, farting. And farting constantly. <laughs> she, she, she finds out that she owns like 10 cats. Oh, like it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. worse. And they've been on the news and like, you know, TV shows where he's being uh, praised as this hero for marrying a, a terminal, terminally ill woman, but now she's li- going to live. What a story of romance. And uh, it's funny because you can just tell like the whole second half of the episode, he desperately wants to leave her, but mm. he can't. What is this guy making here? It's he, like a fry tower with jalapenos and... You want it, don't you? Yeah. He's, I'm more concerned with... I've seen this actress in something yeah, and, I, and I can't... Familiar. I don't want to look it up yet. Was she? That's not good looking. That more like the rendezvous. <laughs> yeah, they're That's at a chili. Good looking chili at all. They're at a chili cookoff, and uh, the the man that wins the chili cookoff every year is the the granddad of Leatherface, and so you oh, eventually find no. this is people chili. People. Yeah, this is people chili. Oh no! And they win it. So they, they they he they're they're Cartmaning here. Scott Tenderman's oh, parents put put into the chili. Him. Yeah, he's gonna break that. If yeah, you more or less. More leverage. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I love the woman right here. In I, the have I, ha- I have to know. I have to know. You know the girl you're talking about. She resembles the the waitress from Roadhouse, but it's not. No, her. it's not her. It, it's not that. Um, what is this movie? This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two with Dennis Hopper. Is there more than one two? Uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> All right, this looks like and, the one with Dennis. It is. And we're YouTubing. Is or, that girl's or, name Vanita? I don't know. We don't have the subtitles on. Can you do subtitles with the disc? Uh, yeah. You got an eye on her? <clears throat> yeah, even if I did win a chili cook-off, I wouldn't want to... That's him? Yeah. I wouldn't want to carry around a trophy with chili all over it. Like, it's a chili trophy with the shape of Texas with a little pot on top, like a little chili pot, and they filled it with his winning chili. Oh, and she finds a fingernail. Like <laughs> in the chili, and he just like he just like pulls that away. He's like, "Eh, that's that's uh that's a peppercorn." And but even if I won, I wouldn't want to. He's got he's getting chili on his jacket. I know. That would just I would I I wouldn't like that. I'd be like, "Can you wipe off my trophy, please, before you hand me my I'll say, chili I'll trophy?" I'll say this: she uh she's heavy into horror, so that's probably where I'm seeing her. She's in quite a few horror films, and got another one coming out. Really, um, like like now, yeah. Like present she's, day, her, she's acting. She's got movies every year. She's still in the game. She was in Slayer, <laughs> Blood Feast, Sharknado Four, Martian Land, Tales of Halloween, Welcome to the Dauntless Motel. But these are none of which I'm thinking. So I need uh, to. Find I've never one. seen any of those or heard of she half of them. She like wasn't a few. Sure she was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy, but I never watched that. So that's. You don't have to lie on the pod. I, I definitely didn't. <laughs> She was in How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, but how would I recognize her from that? So that can't be it. Hmm, interesting. ER, maybe? Lepre- Leprechaun 3. Definitely saw that, but I don't, I don't yeah. think that would be the one. This is the scene where Dennis Hopper goes to buy his own ass- assortment of chainsaws because he's going to hunt down the, the leather face and chainsaw him. He I buys. guess it just must have been something I've seen in, in passing on a few other films because I, I don't recall ever seeing any of these films and being like, oh, I know her. 
But man, queen of uh, horror. She's, she knows her genre and it yeah. keeps her employed. A lot, of, a lot of times people get pigeonholed and they're like, I'm such a bitter actress. I could be doing Shakespeare. And this girl's like, if it gets me money, yeah. Kind of like us on our podcast. <laughs> if it pays, if it, I'm, if it I'm, pays I'm me, on board. Sharknado 4? Yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. Sharknado 4, good God. Oh, yeah. She was a Nazi mother in Slayer, Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Yeah, I haven't heard of any of those that you just rattled off there. So they they must not be very well known. Mm. This this movie But might, you know how horror... Me and Leah talk about this all the time. Horror films, I, honestly, we could write a horror film and probably sell it to Hollywood if we had the time and the wherewithal to do it. <laughs> Think, the Bye Bye Man, hello. Yeah, I mean, they don't put any thought into it, and it's because they sell. They don't. Yeah. They don't need to be. If it's campy and it makes people laugh and it's gory, it sells. If it's really good and it's a thriller and suspenseful and has plot turns, it sells. Yeah. Well, if the, it has tits, it sells. These. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sprinkle the, always uh, sprinkle boobs in there. Even always if it's campy. Always put boobs in your horror movie. The uh, the Conjuring movies are genuinely good scary movies. Uh, the the first two Insidious is where anything that James Wan makes is like genuinely jumpy, scary, terrifying, and there's no boobs, but it's still good. Uh huh. Now that you, I like I like this. He's like, ooh, I could wield these at the same time. I have two chainsaws. <laughs> Old man's like, okay, I'm gonna need to see. Now that we've talked about boobs, I don't know if there's boobs in this movie. If you're not gonna have boobs, then you go gratuitous violence. Well, and that's this has a lot of violence, right? And a so, lot of a lot of weird gore. Like there's a scene when Dennis Hopper don't just, ruin these gore scenes for me. <laughs> you've already done. You've ruined one. Let's not ruin any more. All right, all right. Well, I'll just let you get there. Thank you. <laughs> well, I kind of now that I'm thinking about everything that's coming, it's almost like I do want to order food soon because yeah, I don't I don't I know do if too. I want to. Yeah. Like every every once in a while around halloween it'll be like let's get pizza and watch a horror movie and then you see all this like flesh and blood and gore on the screen and then you look down at your pepperoni pizza slice and you're like this looks an awful lot like <laughs> skin on top of blood with organ meat like this what i'm eating looks a lot like what i'm seeing on the screen right now and i'm having a hard time eating it my aching banana that was what the old man said <laughs> i'm going to start using that when i'm like oh my aching banana <laughs> I don't, I don't know much about chainsaws. I don't even know if I've ever wielded one, but I don't think you can fire it up and then chop at things with it. I, I mean, you're, it's not doing the blade any good, but yeah, you definitely could. All, all of a sudden, the old man's getting a boner watching this. I thought he was disapproving at first, <laughs> but maybe his aching banana really is like an f- actual thing for him. Maybe. She's got a sweet ride, by the way. Oh, man. Is that the... Uh, oh, yeah. It's an old Jeep. Old no Jeep. doors. No, no doors. Top. No top. The top. The windshield folds down. Oh, yeah. Does your windshield fold? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does. I don't fucking know. Yes. She says yes. Yes. <laughs> well, let's take a quick commercial break and order some food. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> this bitch just saved 50% on her dildo at adamandeve.com. This bitch. She used promo code TPTO part at checkout. This bitch. She also got three free adult DVDs and a mystery gift. Get out of and here. And best of all, she got free shipping on the whole order. Free shipping for this bitch. She went to adamandeve.com, used promo code TPTO part. This bitch. Yeah, I know. I know it's been really tame up until now with the doo doo and the anal sex and a car seat. But uh, you don't know. It's about to hit. You might want to take baby yeah. V out of the room now because we're about to get really <laughs> gross. 
Where do we go from here? Like, and what you could make? You remember this the early here? days when it's like, ooh, I think, I think, I think we said too much about porn. I know. Well, the thing about that is, take that out. The thing about. The thing about that, and I'm sorry she's having to hear this, but her mom's forcing her to hear it, um, <laughs> is that, oh, <laughs> what? nothing, nothing, darling. <laughs> we, when we talked about that, oh, you're that's what, it was even more mind-blowing that we had to get rid of an episode, or content off some episodes recently, mm-hmm. when in the, in the past, we were like, like we would call each other the next day, or text, be like, hey man, I, how do you feel... About the yeah. three, the thirty two minute mark, I, I'm feeling a little bit. <laughs> and now, if I went back and looked at the thirty two minute mark of that episode, I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, that's yeah, it's child's play. It's not." Well, yeah, I, I remember. I recall specifically saying, "Like, I don't know if I want like everyone that listens to this, my parents included, to know like the vivid details of my porn preferences." <laughs> Because it was one of those episodes where, like, where we went deep on... Well, now people know that I spent my formative years jerking it to, like, a realty magazine. Yeah, we left that in. That, yeah, that but I don't... But it like, is kind of funny, but it's yeah, also like, true. I want like, to do a weird. lot of detail on, like, my routine and <laughs> and what I look for. Like, I just... That's too much. That's too... And now it'd probably be funny. <laughs> now it's like, what's that? I mean, we well, can rehash. <laughs> <laughs> The edited, the un- uncut. Oh God, TPTO uncut. <laughs> what are we about to hear? <laughs> is that, it ends up just being really tame. <laughs> Our uncut stuff is pretty much just not good enough to make the show. <laughs> it's just G-rated. Material. It's just G-rated. So I was watching Moana last night, <laughs> and I have to tell you, if there's a better kid-friendly flick, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Uh... Uh, what are the some of these Instagram tips that you're getting from uh, okay. our, our coach? So yeah, um, she is like legitimately like definitely gonna help us. I liked some of the one I didn't understand a technical word she was saying, but she's got so much knowledge of it mm. about being at a certain plateau, and once you get here, you can do all this other stuff. You can you know see we can monetize it all yada yada yada. Yeah, you can, um, you can play the movie again. Yeah, now. sorry. Um, but yeah, she was. She had a lot to say, but she had a look at it. And while we like to follow the Instagram skeezers mm-hmm. just for our own shits and gigs, it's counterproductive in that it makes us look like a Russian bot. Maybe. It's not maybe. When I went back and started looking at all the people that actually follow us, I was like, okay, yeah. we look like a Russian bot. <laughs> we, we look like we're trying to influence an election. And I, we need to... What she was saying was... What credit to you? What what she did say is like the hashtags are key, and it looks like y'all do a good job of those when it comes to like Atlanta Pod, Comedy Pod, Mm -hmm. all those things. Like she's like follow other pods that you love. Yeah, like the boogie. I showed her the boogie monster. Yeah, and she was like, yes. They have an Instagram. No, I didn't think. Or they they have a Twitter. But they I don't might. Think they have an Instagram. Yeah, the, she's like they're not doing a good job either. I was like they don't probably don't need to. Well, no, I I think they draw over fifty thousand listens every week. Yeah, so they're doing their. I mean, could it be two hundred fifty if they were to like maybe had a coach too? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, well, she, she, they, she, they she came from the Nerdist Network, which has an automatic draw, which is why I told uh, why I told uh, we it got cut out of the episode that we or the episode that didn't air is the episode that. Uh, that we deemed Banks is now BPH. BPH, if you recall, the, 30, the lost thirty-one. So when I, I told BPH, is like you did good with Adam and Eve. You got us a, a sponsor. 
uh, now moving on to podcast networks. Yeah. Case in point, Boogie Monster has pulled because Kyle Kinane's a very well-known comedian. Dave Stone is becoming more well-known. I mean, Kyle Kinane's the voice of Comedy Central. And then is on he? top, yeah, wow! Like every time you hear a "Next Up" on Comedy Central, it's all—it's Kyle Kinane. I, no, I knew he sounded familiar. That's crazy. Uh, and it used to be Louis Black, I think. Oh yeah, but now it's, it's been Kyle Kinane for years. I want to say this shout out real quick. I've been to several comedy shows, not as many as I'd like to. I've never laughed as hard than I have at Dave Stone, and oh, I don't. Know, I think it probably helped that we were on the front row, yeah. and that he actually used me as a prop for one of the jokes. Yeah, not like he called me up on stage. Like it's like. You know who's going to be a star in the 1980s or anything? Yeah. But he he was doing that story about the song. It's just seltzer water. It's not like it's a big cup of vodka. She yeah. just she just sucked down. She thought it was regular water. She got seltzer. At least she freaked like, out. Like hockey in it. I've drank out of when a he was telling the story about my life when he worked at Longhorns and Ackworth, <laughs> and you know they had to clap. Yeah, when they started singing the birthday yeah. we've, song. We've talked about this, I think, on three episodes before. It's the hardest. The way he was looking at me. Come on, V. You're, You're not good. hurt. Nothing happened. She cries a lot. Yeah. Um, no, on, on that note, I mean, we've talked about that show several times. Well, that show predates the podcast. Yes, it does. But what I was going to suggest, and I want you to finish what you were saying as far as the Instagram coach goes. Mm -hmm. What I was going to suggest that we consider doing, and we had a missed opportunity last weekend. Last Friday through Sunday was the Red Clay Comedy Festival, oh. which is all down in East Atlanta Village. And, yeah. and Hoyt is constantly saying, like, you need to print up some little 4 by 4 TPTO pod things and just go paper the streets like the guys in Vegas do for prostitutes. I tell you, let's not paper the streets. What I want to do is, you know how we say, well, okay, indignant liberal Christian, yeah. this is what he would do. <laughs> Rather than going down there with the pop flyers, what they snap on the streets of Vegas for prostitutes. Get a megaphone and a big sign. Get a megaphone sign. and a big sign <laughs> and say, you know, God loves fags. <laughs> God loves the queers. And like, and just reverse yeah, just it. Just do the opposite. Just do the opposite of what those yeah. assholes do. Yeah. And and just, you know, maybe not use the verbiage because who wants to really explain that? Yeah. But um, Yeah, that'd be kind of like uh, you trying to explain the, the Buddhist swastika. Right. We're not, I don't want to get into that. We talked about iconography enough, yeah. I think. But yeah, to go down there with a big bullhorn yeah. and just TPTO the shit out of well, it. Well, the point being was like, forget social networking, perfect real life networking opportunity missed. But I mean, in terms of time and schedule, I doubt that we could have gone there Friday through Sunday and just hung out. But we should look at some of these events. Well, what I was going to say is like, you know, there's open mics, there's comedy all around Atlanta. It's a matter of becoming part of that scene in some sense, just being a regular presence at an event of some kind and literally like real life networking, talking to other people that are into comedy. So, oh, you know. It's becoming too adult. <laughs> we do a, like, hey, we do a comedy podcast. Can we get otters there? We talk about farts and, and uh, dildos and stuff. There's a couple people shooting themselves. It's also kind of a genie, but it's a bad look for female genie that just kind of pops up and calls out whatever dumb thing just happened to you. I realize most of the comics on the open mic tonight are all millennials, but let me tell you guys about a little show called Andy Griffith. <laughs> and our dream. And our, our dream. Our dream. But the point being, like, we could have gone down there, could have mingled, saw some live comedy, saw some live podcasting. Tim Andrews has his own podcast from the oh, Rick. And I start listening one. to other podcasts. Um, you know, we we could have done some real networking and maybe a business cards or something, something tangible with our information on it to just pass around. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, uh, and along with whatever the Instagram coach is saying for social media and social networking, we should network, network too. What is that? What? Is she eating? 
A chicken thigh? This ki- oh, so development. Mm. The kid's a carnivore, which we knew would... It's her mother's daughter. Yeah. But she was eating chicken the other night. I know this is a hard pivot. <laughs> don't don't let me think that I don't know that. But yeah. She, st- she had her first bits of chicken the other night, and the audible noises, it... It was hitting a pleasure zone. It was like a mice that chooses cocaine over food every time. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's the only time I would look at my baby, but it was like she was having a real good time with this chicken. It's like the Anchorman scene when he has the beard and he's like howling. (laughs) Chicken, chicken, chicken. I love chicken. Yeah. Well, I took it out to like break some off. That's and she just grabbed the whole thing. That's how that's how Aubrey was. Like she didn't have teeth, and she was determined to eat food. Like, yeah, she has no teeth. Yeah, like she's. I'm gonna just just gum this till it gets, so turns into mush, and then I'm yeah. I'm just yeah. Like she. So in that sense, she might like the chicken. Well, we all love chicken, but Leah loves chicken thighs like nothing. Mm. And uh, you know, hopefully she's not too much of her old man. I'd like for her to be more lots less Martin. <laughs> When it comes to body type. Oh, yeah. I've said before, like, in terms of just, like, you don't want to be like dad. <laughs> you know, you know, you don't want to be like, you want to be like mom. I said, so when you hit middle school, we're, we're joining track and field or swim team or whatever. Because Kristen ran track and field and she swam all throughout high school. And that's, that is, you know, aside from genetics, it's largely how she has maintained a thin figure throughout adulthood, managed to have two kids and then go pretty much right back to her start weight. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't look the exact same as she did when she was 27, but she pretty much weighs the exact same. And she's always, I think, that uh, that early years of aerobic exercise on a regular basis is a lot better than what Dad did. Yeah. Which was just, you know, supersize McDonald's when they did supersize and uh, video games and, <laughs> and Coca-Cola. Like, exercise? What? No, I'm good. No, so the Instagram coach, it was basically that we just need to get better about the who one who we follow. That okay. was the number one key message. As much fun as we have, and I did tell her, Riley Reed's not going anywhere. Yeah. We will if you know, I'll know we made it. <laughs> when she when follows we back. see that follow back. Yeah. Um but yeah, some of the other ones, which frankly some of them are not pleasing to look at to me personally <laughs> but uh, vera bamba or vera vera, vera bam yeah she can stay the toy story one. i think we picked two or three <laughs> hang on but we need to follow other pods we need to follow yeah. other comedians that yeah. we find funny we need to follow if we're going to be if we have like that one show that happens from time to time where we get a little bit too political we can do that yeah um we can follow certain people but it, it's she was like it's really really critical that you follow people that you would want to be followed by Okay. Um, and then she, on a personal level, but still ties to the pod, because we watched, this was the first time, big news, first mm. time I watched a Georgia game away from my own home in five years. That it. That being said, like, I've been to games. Yeah. But first time watching it on television away from my home in five years, I went to 
their, their house is about, you can probably see it through the woods, but still. I thought you watched a game with I did, my but parents that, that was like five Christy years ago. Mike. That well, was? At my parents' house, which is um, kind of like, eh, border yeah. straddles the line sure. of her. Because I'd watched well, so many games there. It's a good segue into what the conversation I had with Kristen where I was giving her the updates on George's performance this season so far. And she said, what, are you getting into this now because of Austin? And I said, <laughs> no, it's just he's insane and I need to know what kind of mood he's going to be in week to week if they lose. Well, that being said, I want you to tell the whole thing because I this was a this was a little bit of dopamine for me. Yeah. When you told the whole thing, because it, it made me feel no, I don't like to be looked at as a crazy person. <laughs> I don't think that's good. But if it, if you have one aspect of your life where you love it so much, then so be it. But yeah. you told me a little bit about your dad. Well, yeah, what I I. I said that to her to explain like this is I'm keeping up with it so I can maintain what kind of mood Austin might be in. I said, but here, here's the thing. My dad for my entire life has been the Georgia guy. Every hat he wears is Georgia. Every pair of running, every pair of new tennis shoes he buys is either white, black, red, gray, or a mixture of the three. Mm-hmm. Whether, and it's probably, it's usually Nike probably. Of course. Well, um, maybe not now. Well, who, who's to say? <laughs> I said, but like, you know, his beach chairs are Georgia with his his coolers, say Georgia, his tailgating tent that he used to tailgate at Georgia games, but also just other things is Georgia. His vanity plate is a Georgia G. You know, the, the list goes on. He's mm-hmm. got a basement filled with memorabilia. A lot of it's it an Georgia. amazing basement, too, man. You know, for years, the running joke was like whatever dad gets for Christmas or his birthday is going to have a Georgia G on mm-hmm. it somewhere. You know, it, there's there's no limit to his Georgia fandom. Yeah. And even he thinks you're an insane person. <laughs> well, it, it goes back to that the one time I watched it away from here. Yeah. We went to my parents' house. And I remember my mom, I don't remember if it was my mom or my dad, but they called and they're like, hey. And everyone, so I should have known people think I'm nuts the way they approach me. Because mm-hmm. they're like, hi. Yeah. Like, listen, we know. But listen, your Aunt Christy. Uncle Mike, Roy yeah. and Susan, yeah. all people you love are going to be coming over to the house and, and they want to uh, watch the game with us and you in particular. They'd like and I was to like, a good time. I did ask them. I was like, do you understand though? Right? <laughs> I always say it because you and Dan, I turned into a special needs person when just, that kickoff starts. <laughs> it's just one of those things, man. Some people can call it what they like. I call it a hopeless ro- romanticism. Investing yourself in something you have no control over. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, I was... And I remember I went over there, and was, we've probably talked about this before, but it was Todd Gurley's junior year, or no, Well, and that night year. gave birth to the girl The t-shirts, yeah. Yeah. But I was so frustrated, and I was trying to keep it calm, knowing, like, what you know now. I was trying to keep it <laughs> contained a yeah. little bit. And then right at the end of halftime, they mentioned that Todd Gurley, who we now know, by the way, is not just the best at that time at Georgia. He's the top three players in the National Football League now. Right. At the at the halftime of that game, he had eight carries. I flipped my shit. I'd been watching the game, but I guess I just hadn't really been following that. Right. And I took my hat and I threw it in front of everybody and I said, give Gurley the fucking ball. <laughs> just loud. And I walked out of the room and I, I felt like, ah, oh, it's probably too much. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> now we won the game and it was a big game. Yeah. And the next, that was what happened the next Monday. Yeah. Uncle Hoyt calls his, hey, we can't use 
Kitty's fucking. Well, yeah, the conversation started where he's like, uh, I, Brent, I got an idea. Uh, first of all, Austin's insane. Second, <laughs> second, I have a t-shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> they, that was the first time that, that they saw that side. Yeah. They, I think I that was say, like the time they figured out like, okay, Austin really doesn't like Georgia. Austin has like some kind of weird. Yeah. He pleads Georgia he, red. Yeah, like, and that's what I tell people too because they're it's a like, good are thing you, you don't feel that way about the Falcons. I you, don't. You'd just be. That's another miserable. thing. Like the people at work on Monday were, and mind you, you'll be hearing this next week, and maybe you feel better. Falcons might win by the time you hear this pod. Yeah. But everyone was like, oh, they 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 come to me like, well, are you pissed? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you know, Falcons. So it was bad losing the last second. And I was like, yeah, I mean. That's what yeah, they do. That's what they do. And also, AJ Green called the winning touchdown. The Georgia jersey that you see me in, yeah. When I do this, when I do those videos. That's an AJ Green jersey. <laughs> I mean, he was the one of the greatest Georgia wide receivers ever. So when he caught the ball, I was like, "Oh, that sucks with Falcons." But I mean, he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> he was one of the players I drafted. By the way, still killing it. Oh, good. That little fantasy draft podcast scenario worked out for me. It's funny. I watched the last quarter with my father-in-law at Six Flags because Six Flags has a they have little bars in places now. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of done with rides for the day, and we were waiting. They're doing Fright Fest now, and there was a show at four thirty that Kristen wanted to take the girls to. And he was like, "Let's watch the last," because they were ahead. It was like thirty, thirty-three. Yeah, to, they were ahead until the last second. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and you know that touchdown pass happened, and it was over. I was like, "Well, that's that," and we walked away. And he was a little frustrated, and I said. Can you really be mad? Can you really be mad? I mean, this is like, I don't even follow professional sports, period. But even I know, like, this is what the Atlanta Falcons are best known for. Mm -hmm. Getting a strong lead, playing relatively well, and then losing at the very end of the game. There's a a reason that the the Saints fans made that 28-3 t-shirt. Yeah. Someone's, that's, hey, for t-shirt guys like us, Mm -hmm. genius. Yeah. Make it twenty-eight to three T-shirt. Oh, I've already thought about like I don't know where we <laughs> walk around selling them, but I would love to make a shirt with a picture of Brett Kavanaugh on it that just says "Get this man a beer." <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of let's go political. I don't know where to like the Georgia game. It's obvious you go sell <clears throat> you so go go sell Todd Gurley shirts at the Georgia game. I don't know where you sell the "Get this man a beer" T-shirt with Brett Kavanaugh's face on it. But uh, I, I, after all the I like beer shit of yeah. <laughs> over the last week, it's like, that'd be, that'd I, be a I, fun I, one. I couldn't bring myself to watch that. No, nah, I week. didn't watch it either. Couldn't I just it. watched the coverage. I can't even do that. I just, I've, I, I meant to tell you this. I've kind of done a uh, Brent Hickman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've just kind of shut it off. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, anywho, yeah, no. So Georgia is a big part of my life. And, uh, yeah. So get a little crazy. We we all we get to all that because of the Instagram talk. Yes. So and so we need to. We are going to revamp. Once I get coached up a bit, and I told her I'd try to come by to their house this week. We're going to revamp our Instagram. Okay. Um, start following all the comedians we we know and love, and all the pods we know and love, and keep um, on. Like I said, the one good thing we're doing is the, the, hashtags. the hashtags are yeah. good. Well, that's how I built, like, I have I have an Instagram page that I started two and a half years ago, and I have almost 700 followers, and it's all because of hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, she did say, oh, my fun, uh, <laughs> she made me laugh. 
She was like, Facebook is for uh, grandparents now. It's not It's not an avenue for business or for success in business. It's right. People want the instant. They looked in the Insta, but yeah. they, that's what they want. And she actually mentioned to me that this character, it's not even a persona. When I make these videos and you see them on Facebook, there's nothing theatrical there. Right. If I'm, it, I probably have a buzz, 99% of them. Yeah. And two, that's just me being me when it comes to those Georgia game days and who I turn into. But she's like, but look at this. As of like, I posted that video on Saturday night and I had like 100 views in two hours. And she's mm-hmm. like, if you extrapolate that yeah. and you put it on a medium where it's going to be more successful like an Instagram, I think you're looking at more like 300 if you have a decent following of like 80 right. to 100 people. Right. So from there, you would, you would, she was like, you need to take that persona mm-hmm. and put it on there because you're more likely to get followed by the actual Georgia football program. Because they're super fans. She, she mentioned a few for some teams that like that's all they do. Yeah. They're being, they're able to monetize this persona of theirs because they took it. It's funny, it's goofy, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But she's like, think of the fan base for that. Like, yeah. think of the Georgia fan base that not just your family that finds those videos entertaining, but like someone else that would find those videos entertaining. So it was an eye opener for me. Not because I don't have. I think I have a personal Instagram, but I've never done it. Mm. I think I signed up for it when I re-signed up for Facebook, but I don't know. Yeah. So that was a thing, but yeah, for the pod we're gonna we're gonna do some rearranging, and she's gonna she's gonna learn me up. All right, good. And uh, I think I mean I like all the ideas. The, the only issue I have, and I mentioned this to her, is that I don't want to. Your descriptions of the episodes mm-hmm. are just too perfect. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want one of us to say like, "Well, you handle that." I want because yeah. I think like when you're like on this week's episode, and you have those. I I can't tell you how many times I've been because I drive mostly for a living. Yeah. So if I stop for lunch. But even though I do, as I have said on the pod, text and drive from time to time, yeah. I've tried to curb that because yeah. I think I almost got caught the other day. <laughs> but I tried to curb it, so I stopped for lunch one of, like two or three weeks ago, and I was you you said you said check out the Insta, yeah. And I it was I wondered what the people around me thought I was looking at because I just die and laughing. Was it all the wrestler stories? It was it was the Shawn Michaels with the, with the championship belt over his dong. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 and, then you, and then it goes back yeah. to the flying man when yeah. I, he was all to the Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, what you do so well is the description and the pictures right. that I don't want to disengage too much from that. Yeah, I just want to alter, like I've said, who we follow and what our general mission is because it those are what makes it funny. Yeah, but we can and make then, it a team effort. Yeah, and, but I just want to save that because your descriptions of the episodes are just. I mean, it's comic gold. It's spot on. It really is. Well, the is. descriptions are kind of a parody of what I put in the description on iTunes as far as what pops up on your phone when you see an episode just downloaded. Is ours coming from Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Amazon yeah. Oh, wow. We're getting otters via Amazon. Interesting. Uh, so with Instagram, though, I do go a little bit more ham with the descriptions. I got to say my favorite picture as of late was the the decision to use the cowardly lion in a parachuting oh, that was wonderful rig. it picked us up like a bunch of skydiving <laughs> i know we got a bunch of skydiving followers I was like, all because of sean's shit? story well that's the thing like whatever whatever we talk about in the pod i try and figure out a hashtag that might play and the cool post thing malone. about yeah and the, yeah exactly <laughs> post malone post malone post malone riley reed post malone 
the thing that I like about Instagram is if you put in hashtag skydiving, it'll show you how many other people have used that that thing. So like when I do a hashtag Instapod, like that's got like a million and a half uses. So that's a that's a good indicator that's a popular hashtag and that that will help you grow your views. Yeah. Um, you know, people that post style photos always post Insta style and that's a that's one to really pick it up. The thing that I'm trying to figure out is like what's that beacon hashtag that pot that really draws views for a podcast. Like there's an Italian word sprezzatura which applies to clothing for menswear and if you hashtag a menswear photo with that word you get like a hundred eyes like that. Like it's almost instant because yeah. everybody's looking at that word. So it's like, what's the podcast word? Because okay. podcasts are an audio and we're using a visual medium to promote it. No. Oh. I will say there's a podcast that we follow. Let's get a pause on that. All right. We got some otters chicken. We almost always talk about <clears throat> a dessert item. Yeah. And, and we never get to it. Well, there's like there's been plenty of times when like you're like, hey, we've got blah 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 in the fridge, and then we we pod, and then and then we do the intro, and it's like, fuck, it's nine thirty, I gotta go, and then we just never get to it. I'll say this: so the I, idea of desserts are always more exciting than actual dessert to me. Like I told you, I made a list of potential segments. Yeah, and I, I might have been hungry, or I might have been a little bit buzzed, but. I just wrote desserts. No context. Yeah. Just desserts. Maybe what you were meaning to say was just desert. No. Like it was desserts. Go because <laughs> it's got... No, it was desserts. It was, I remember. I was yeah. thinking about key lime pie specifically. I don't think I was. I was thinking about um, eclairs, which if I had eclairs right now... Like a dessert eclair or the ice cream bar? No, no. Like when I was in like, Paris and yeah. we went to... The, we didn't know it at the time, but right... Like a croissant filled the, with, uh, with Aron, cream. And the arrondissement we were living in or staying in living... Was the Airbnb? Yeah, Airbnb. Airbnb so fucking small. I felt like I was living in Taiwan uh, or Hong Kong. Yeah. Have you seen those those coffin apartments those people buy? It's crazy. <laughs> but anywho, we were there and we kept going to this bakery because it was just fucking fantastic, man. I had never seen anything like it. And the people there, because that's the one thing you hear about France. Bunch of assholes, bro. Yeah. Uh, I just found that if you treated them with respect, they they did the same. Yeah. If you want to be like, I'm American. I bleed red, white, and blue, motherfucker. <laughs> Y'all may have the name French fry, but we made it up, motherfucker. Now serve me a cordon bleu chicken sandwich <laughs> with American cheese, goddammit. Yeah. Dave, I was just in Paris, and that motherfucker, they're all assholes. And that's I a, didn't do nothing. That's I'm telling you, when people, people would ask me about that trip, and... They would say, like, well, how were the Parisians or how were the French? I did not encounter a single instant. There was that one guy who held his cigarette between his thumb and his index finger <laughs> at an upward angle. He was kind of a douche. Everybody else was fine. God, we've talked about this. Everyone there smokes. It's incredible. But um, I just had nothing but a good experience. And I just found it. If you, all you had to do, and it's like, this is the most un American thing for most Americans, particularly most. Americans. Mm -hmm. It's just show a little fucking respect. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of Americans go over there and they're like, it wouldn't even be a France. <laughs> Y'all be Germany too. <laughs> Wasn't for us. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that's fucking stupid, and yeah. you can think that if you want, but it wouldn't even be in America without France, but we don't need to go into that history lesson. Yeah. But the point being, if we walked into a shop, if we walked into a store, it was always bonjour, we let out with French. They can hear instantly. It's kind of like yeah. if, a, if a Romanian walked into your printing shop tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, good morning. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, that's, that's a, cute. I have a business card <laughs> to print for me. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying yeah. really hard. He's not coming in there and speaking that Slavic language and he's just expecting you. Yeah. There's a level of respect. That's yeah. all it really is. They can hear instantly that you're not French. But Bonjour. they uh, they uh, right. Yeah. They appreciate that you're even coming in and even trying to throw out the most minor <laughs> basic language. I'm having a funny visual where you walk into a, a a French bakery. Oh man! Yeah, I'm glad we ate before the the blood and goo. Uh, I'm not sure I am. The goo. <laughs> Continue. Uh, I have this funny visual of you walking into a Parisian bakery and saying bonjour, and then going into the Beauty and the Beast yeah. song. It was a hard. It was a hard struggle. <laughs> bonjour. 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 <laughs> There goes the baker with his tray, like always. Yeah, all, all of it. And, and they all just like stop. Like, there's a, there's a baker literally in the middle of like putting some pastries into the oven with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he just freezes. And you're just dancing in his in his tiny little shop. The like, same old bread and loaves to sell. Yeah. Like, and he just looks at his wife. He's like, every fucking week, one of these Americans comes in here and does the fucking Beauty and the Beast. Like, that's all we're known for. Yeah. Get yeah. a Florida lead tattoo on your way out but it was they were <laughs> i never had a bad experience i found them to be i don't know why that main menu thing is still up <laughs> this oh, this this scene makes me uncomfortable because i don't know let's just talk about other let's pe- talk about more french people things. limbs hanging like like beef from yeah. the walls um anywho i'll tell you one thing over there but that's what we got about desserts one thing i noticed um <laughs> the french i i i and all the meals we had over there from Bayou and Normandy to Paris for five days, mealtime is the only word, I told you this, the only word I could use to say is sacred. Mm-hmm. You don't see anybody on their phone. Right. I don't know if that's a cultural thing, because you certainly see people in France just like here on their phone. If they're on the subway, they're on their phone. Yeah. If they're walking, they're on their phone. But at mealtime, <clears throat> there seemed to be this delineation like, no, like young people, old people, yeah, there were no life. phones out. And conversation was everything. And then the the court, like it's in a very un-American way, the course of the meal is sacred. You have a small plate. Mm. It's not like you go to like a restaurant in America or here in Atlanta and you're like, do you want to get an appetizer? No, I don't know. Probably not. Right? Yeah, I could go for some uh, potato skins. Some potato bro. skins. Do you have sour cream? <laughs> you only have ranch. All right, we'll do mozzarella sticks instead. <laughs> yeah. And that's your choices. <laughs> Over there, it's endless. But you have a small plate. Yeah. You have your meal. And then and two, a moose bouche. And to a tea. Yeah. I never, in any restaurant we were at, saw someone not get dessert. Now, sometimes that dessert was a bowl of fruit. Mm. But for me, when we were going to this bakery, we wouldn't get the desserts because we wanted. To, we found out that this, this uh, bakery, this place we were going, was the oldest bakery in Paris. Mm. Goes back to like 1738, and then we were like, "We are this is like from a guy that loves history." I was like, "This is everything. This yeah. is, you're walking into a place that's been operating now for forever since longer than our country." 
existed. <laughs> and when they, they would, it was like, oh, it was too much. You'd walk in there, even at like eight o'clock at night. And you'd be like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, one of everything? I, <laughs> is that, is this from 1738? <laughs> we got, I, I posted on Facebook. The original, lo- you know, the companies frame their first dollar. Yeah. Like they've got their original the original pastry. On the wall. Yeah. Like, here it is. But they did, they had, but they, we bought kind of a, kind of a, you know, a mixed bag and she was six months pregnant. So it was like what, all hands on deck at yeah. that point. But uh, they had these chocolate and vanilla bean eclairs that classic French had gold flake mm. on them, which is edible, but it's still like, why? Yeah. But that's what they do. Yeah. And then the one guy was, he was very French and his English was very tough to hear. <laughs> But he was saying, ah, the specialty of the house was this little pastry that he, I think he said cognac. I really am not sure. Cognac with the amour and it a goo. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. One of those. One <laughs> he goes of those. outside to smoke his cigarette with his friends like, <laughs> these dumb motherfuckers. Like, I'm from here. They don't know that I'm a foreign exchange student. From mm. America. Yeah, from America. I go to talk to you like a French baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I did feel like that a lot. Like when the French talked to me, I was like, it's what? like they're talking to their children. Okay, for you, you're going to get this little one. You're going to love me. You turned to Lee, like, am I drooling? <laughs> like, this would Is there snot? This 100% makes sense if they think that I'm special needs, but I, 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 I don't understand why they're yeah. talking to me like this. But we bought a box of mixed pastries and he had sold me on their. He said it was their oldest one, their most famous one. It was cognac. I believe he said cognac. I really don't know. But we got back. I had the eclair, and I literally had, like, one of those come-in-the-pants moments where something is as good yeah. as it looks. Yeah. Because you, you don't get that a lot. Well, it's like uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I would kill for one, try of those pa- one of yes. those pastries. God, me too. And somebody on YouTube made a recipe, and they mimicked it perfectly. As far as how you can make it at home, it looks like way too much work. Yeah, it's though. too much work. It's funny because Leah's big now when we pick up the baby. Mm-hmm. That we, This is just a grand Budapest moment we're having here. Okay. But when we pick up the baby, we say, up, up. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can't help myself when I'm just, up, fucking. <laughs> Gustav H. When yeah. he tells the card, up, fucking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the eclairs when, were incredible. But the little, it's just good that I tried it first. Yeah. Because when he told me... That it had cognac, cognac, which I can only imagine. It had cognac. This was not something Leah should have been having yeah. at six months. This thing, it was basically a very sweet, but also like holy shit. There's a shot in this. Yeah, that is disturbing. You told me about it, and it's <laughs> it's as disturbing as I imagined it would be. Yep, she's wearing her old uh, boss's face. Yeah, her. Well, I think he was just like the board up at the radio station, but he got killed at the radio station earlier. We have not done this movie any justice. Rarely spoken about well, it. Well, and now, and Leatherface takes a shine to her when they break in and they take over. And he has the. He like he rubs her the, crotch with the know, chainsaw. And she's giving it. She's like, "You're so good." She's yeah. She's acting for him, and he takes a shine to her. Now and he's, he's there's the hat. He's trying to be ensemble in his own weird Leatherfacey way. He's trying to be sweet by putting her former coworker's face skin on her face like a mask, because that's what he does. He wears face skin, you know. Yeah, but several people seasoned. 
Yeah. This is like a fresh this off. Is, yeah, that's a fresh removal. That's my problem I have with Silence of the Lambs, the scene where he wears the face. Yeah. It's like, is it possible? Well, I mean, when you see, to, when to you see set, how mutilated the other... Fa- no, I get it. Oh, is it. it possible to do that? But can you actually uh, they take did it a in face, face off? off? Well, that was with high science. <laughs> Did you go to Under the Giants' hometown when you were in France? No, it's thirty minutes north of Paris. We never, okay. we never ventured. So I watched of that Paris. doc. Isn't it incredible? I teared up. It's like I, I don't, dude. Even, I didn't tear up. I fucking cried. I don't have memories of the giant. Like you, you made reference in last week's episode to like when we were getting into wrestling, and you said eighty eight, eighty nine, and I'm like, you're misremembering because eighty eight, eighty nine, I was one and two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what your earliest wrestling memories are, I wasn't forming sure. memories. So, I, I have no recollection. But just watching them talk about him and... Uh, That's... Keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I need you to keep going. <laughs> Forget that her arms this, are it's, tied back. It's a hard so one. So she can't get the skin off of her face. Oh, uh, I teared up, especially when Vince McMahon was like, yeah, we ended things on a sour note because he thought I used him and... And uh, and then he died and well Vince McMahon can go fuck himself <laughs> but, for one well still in that moment when he's like having a hard time getting the words out it's like even if he's acting the, I'm still the part up that got me this. about Andre that documentary was when they're they're interviewing Carrie Ells and he yeah. was he was saying that people want to know about the legendary drinker yeah they want those stories about the guy that would lean over and rip a huge fart mm-hmm. but what they'll never understand about andre yeah was beyond the giant he was this incredible human being flawed yeah. like all of us yeah. he didn't raise his daughter there's no way to get around that saw her told you <laughs> just him in many form mm, not yeah. not great to look like andre rusimov as a girl yeah uh but um it was just heart wrenching cuz it was just like the when you're a kid and they sell you a storyline like that mm. about the giant and you buy it and you're a huge Hogan, Hogan fan and you see the slam in Detroit at WrestleMania 2, all the mythology gets stripped away and you realize, damn, this guy was just a guy with a serious medical condition yeah, that, that made him to be... F- that he chose large. not to do anything about. That's another thing. Yeah. But he was willful. Yeah. Some would say ignorant and, and made... Decisions they, that, they touched on in the documentary, like he kept getting bigger. Yeah, they could have done something for him, right? And but he, he like, chose. No, I'm good. I'm good. The thing, I mean, the first time I teared up was when they're talking about WrestleMania three, and Hogan's talking about how like he's calling the shots from the ring, and, and oh Hogan, yeah, and, two, it was three, I'm and sorry. Hogan can tell that like this is leading up to me winning this, which nobody's ever beat the giant before because he literally he has to let you. Yeah, you probably know. even in that state with a bad back. Well, he and, said it. He even said, Hogan even said it, like, the plan was for it to go this way. Yeah. But Andre could have just decided. Yeah, he could have just swatted me like a grizzly bear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) The thing that bums me out, like, you know when you go to, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you see, like, the the world's tallest man, and they've they've built a... uh, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The, The faceless man's actually not dead, so now he's walking around with, like... Chunks of his body oh, missing. Print, man, I'm down for this horror genre. I know I said more gore yeah. last week, but this right. is, this is hard. We'll find our sweet spot. On At least it wasn't pizza. None yeah. of this looks like fried chicken. That's why I'm saying I said that earlier. Like you can't do movies like this and eat pizza because that looks like pizza on his face. Continue though. Um, oh fuck, I Andre. Lost. I know we were talking about Andre, but I lost track of what what I was in the middle of saying. I don't know either. This is this is brutal <laughs> shit. 
Um, We've had a request, by the way, to stop talking about Dong so much. Well, too bad. That's this kind of what I was going to say back. <laughs> but that's this show. I did. Pro- oh, she, oh, that's nice. Well, she, she put, put his, his face, face back, back on. Oh, well, that's, that's a thing. That's sweet. If you're going to die, die with your own face. <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about WrestleMania three and the fact that it was supposed to go that way. And then and it did. And then I said that he could have swatted him like a grizzly. I'm trying to retract yeah. what I was in the middle he of saying. He might not get there, but it's fine. The only way would be to go back and listen. And it's, I don't, don't, don't want to do that. I'm sorry. Do. I'm sorry, though. I just looked up and the guy with no face. I was like, yeah. oh, it's the guy. Yeah. He's not dead. Yeah. She's putting his face back on. <laughs> It's got kind of a man. Speaking of wrestling, it's got a mankind feel to it. I don't yeah. know if you remember that guy, yeah. Cactus Jack, is who he really was yeah. to me. But Mick Foley is his real name. Right you want to read a good book? Read Mick Foley's book about his life in professional wrestling. The guy's literally <laughs> broken, I think, every bone in his body. Right. And then the list. He even had a t. I don't know if he did it, but they had a T-shirt made that. Was a picture of mankind of his face on the front. On the back was a list of his injuries. Mm. That was it. And I'm. T- it was like imagine when you buy a concert shirt, okay? And it, you know normally the concerts the list the cities. Yeah. This listed. It was like if you compared it to that, it was like he had been on tour for eight years. Mm. It, the injuries are just insane. That's what I was talking about. With is it fake? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a show. But these dudes. Lose everything. Yeah. Women, children, their their marriages. I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. I remember going to Ripley's, believe it or not, in Florida, mm-hmm. and they have they've they built a life size um, statue, not statue, but a life size imitation of the world's tallest man that ever lived. It's yeah. like eight foot something. And when you go, like that guy died probably, I think in the twenties or the thirties. I think his name was George. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, when you go there, you can like they've it's an exact replica, so you can stand next to it and get an exact sense of how massive that man was. The thing that bothers me about the giant is like even when they do like side by side comparisons of like his hand and Mean Gene's hand and all that, without being in front of him, I can't really grasp the size of of him. Right. Like so, I. If someone hasn't, it'd be, because, uh, it'd be cool if somebody made a realistic replica of, of him giant, so that yeah. you could go stand next to it just to get an idea. To your point, I think what would blow most people, if and I've been to Ripley's. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That guy was almost like eight and a half feet tall, but mm-hmm. he was a, a beanstalk. Right. He had no fat on him. Yeah. He was just a guy that just literally kept growing, never gained any weight, mainly just bone and sinew yeah. all the way up. The giant is a guy that at his best was seven foot five yeah. and weighed five hundred pounds. He had a size twenty four shoe. Right, you're talking about a guy that was not just seven and a half feet tall, yeah. but just he. There wasn't well, and that's the trouble. He's in proportion somewhat mm-hmm. with himself. Yeah. So like when you just see him standing and he says, "Yeah, this is a size twenty four shoe," it's like, well. It it would look more extreme if it was on the leg of a five foot eight man. But, but because it's on the leg of a seven foot five, 500 pound man, it's like, <laughs> what's the big deal? <laughs> and then when, even when they do a side by side of something, it's like, I, I need to be there. I, it's, it's like, I'm glad you watched it though. Cause that scene with, with, uh, Rob Reiner. Yeah. Where you saw that new wine came hey, out. That boss. Hey, boss, hey, boss. It's nine 30 in the morning yeah. and Andre's already six bottles deep. <laughs> that was something I took away from that. I love how everyone is boss. Oh yeah. Yeah. His, his, his best, his best friend that they interviewed that was like his handler. Mm-hmm. You all right, boss? Yeah, boss. I'm good. Like everything's boss, 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 boss. 
Um, but I would like it if somebody, and maybe it exists somewhere and I just don't know about it. I'd like to actually stand next to a replica just to get an idea I'm, of how big the man I would was. have to assume there's something like that out there. Well, you know, much like the Sopranos prequel and everything else, we'll put it out into the ether. And tomorrow, somebody we'll see the Yahoo yeah. article, some, new yeah. life-size giant doll. To be erected in Atlanta, Georgia. Perfect. <coughs> you talking about desserts in Paris reminded me of a time uh, when Kristen still worked at Leon's. Shout I, out to Leon's, man. Yeah. It's I haven't place. been there in a while, but. When she worked there, our schedules were literally like opposite ends of the world. So more often than not, I was doing dinner on my own. And I'll never forget this night when I went to Leon's to say hey to her. But I was never a huge fan of the food there when she worked there. And even Leon's? the people, yeah, even the people that work there, they're like, they're great at cocktails. They kill the cocktails. I like the PBJB. And I like. Well, when's the last time you went there? I just said I haven't been in a while. I haven't well, been. I haven't really. I'll be honest with you. I think I've been once since I would go up there with you guys a lot. The, the whole kitchen staff's new now. I can't say what it's like now. But back then, I used to get really chapped because, like, I'd go and have lunch on a day that she was working a Saturday, and I'd get a steak sandwich, and it'd be amazing. It's, it's like uh, ribeye meat or whatever that's been thinly sliced on a ciabatta roll with tomato and lettuce and um, really good pepper jack cheese and a house aioli and just just the best steak sandwich you can possibly imagine. Sliced so thin that it's not tough and every bite's delectable. Yeah. And then I go back the next weekend, like, yeah, I'm gonna get that steak sandwich again. Oh, chef took that off the menu. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, what do you replace it with? It's a cold shrimp hoagie. <laughs> uh, the heads are still on. <laughs> And that's a real thing, by the way. I'm not, and that's not, I'm not adding that. And I was like, oh, hold on, back up. But does that mean you have to go in and take the head off? No, because some of the people there would eat the head. I mean, I, I know of that being a thing, but that's not a replacement. You don't replace. No shit. <laughs> this happened constantly. I would go to this restaurant. It's kind of there. like if you fell in love and you went to a place and you're like, hey, that cheesesteak sandwich I had last week was the best cheesesteak I've had outside of Philly in my life. Can I get that again? Oh, no, 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 no. We've actually replaced it with a lovely chicken salad filled with almonds and, and raisins and sprouts. <laughs> it's so good. Just try If you love the cheesesteak. We can toast it if try you like. <laughs> So let me get this straight. That delicious red meat and cheese concoction with onions and peppers and mushrooms I had last week, you've replaced with poultry and mayonnaise. And nuts and, and fruits. nuts and sprouts. And those are, in your mind, same level. It's like, can you way, imagine going to McDonald's like, let me get one of those new quarter pounders. We've replaced the quarter pounder with a fart sandwich. Like, what does that mean? Okay, we took two buns, we buttered them yeah. on our flat top, yeah. and then each individual employee in the store just rips a hot fart yeah. right onto each bun. It's still made fresh and to order. Then, and then we add mayonnaise, and that's it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, this You're happened. loving it. <laughs> you will love it. You will love it. You will be loving it. This happened constantly at Leon's. The, the whole kitchen staff, I think, is different there now. Even the head chef that was there then isn't there anymore. Leon's, please do subscribe. Um, but I remember, like, talking to several of the servers that worked with Chris, and they're like, yeah, this is, you know, sometimes, I mean, like, they're, they drop the ball sometimes when they get rid of stuff like that. I remember when we came to Bone Garden uh, on y'all's recommendation. She wasn't working there. She had not yeah. worked there. And I had the goat soup and it was... The Bone Garden's always done everything they do very well. I just found it to be the closest thing I've ever gotten to 
having eaten real Mexican food mm. in Juarez, that was Bone Garden was as close as I've gotten. The best thing it was a dessert. The well, the second best thing, the best thing I ever had at the Bone Garden. I think it's a staple on the menu now. Was the duck. Uh, it was duck enchiladas in mole sauce. Mm. And they're good. Was there mole more of like that chocolatey mole? Yeah. Okay. It, it was there's good. there's like 19 different moles. It's that duck mole <coughs> enchilada isn't as good as the chicken mole at El Felix by my house. Yes. But by far the best thing on the Bone Garden menu I ever had. The second best thing, and it was a dessert... Uh, I don't think he's there anymore, but the the head guy in the back for, I want to say, either Day of the Dead or Cinco de Mayo. Dia de los Muertos. Whatever. <laughs> one of those. They always do big, big parties for the those holidays. For one of those, one year, he made a German chocolate cake with flan icing. Mm. And he kept, he made a bunch of them and they were refrigerated. So everything is ice cold. The cake, the icing. Oh. I love cold cake. I know cold cake is great, and it, it looked. I have a cold cake. In my it fridge looked like right German now. chocolate. You know how German chocolate cake has that sort of caramel-looking frosting on top of it. I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of German chocolate cake. I'm not either. The but one aspect is the coconut. I don't do it. I'm not a huge yeah. fan either. But this visually is what that looked like because the flan was that same sort of caramel color. Yeah. But it, it, he literally iced the cake in a thick, like inch-thick layer of of flan. So yeah. it's. Dark chocolate cake, thick layer of flan, almonds sprinkled on top, and it, the whole thing's refrigerated. So when this massive slice came out, it's ice cold. It must have been Cinco de Mayo because it was hot. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, you have to make this all the time. I will eat this every day. He's like, yeah, I just made it this one time. And he never made it again as far as I, as far as I know. But I said all that to say... I, I would pop into Leon's to say hey to Kristen. I might even get a cocktail, but I, I didn't eat there that often because I was just I was butthurt all the time. I was yeah. like, I came here last week and you had this delicious whatever sandwich and you've replaced it with with shrimp with the fucking head still on and you serve it cold. Like who who wants that? So I went to the brick store pub one night. Oh. I sat down alone at the bar. Bartender comes over and I ordered a uh, I ordered a beer. And I, I got some kind of like small plate that they had to start. Finished the small plate in the beer. I got a cocktail and I ordered my entree. And I instead of just getting like a burger and fries or something, I got one of their actual like course entrees. It was the the whole quail, which came with uh, like root vegetables. It was a whole big sort of fall hearty meal, like quail still on the bone, different root vegetables, etc. Ate every bite of it. I mean, I got into all the crevices of this bird. It's bone in, and it's just halved and cooked a certain way. When that was done, I ordered a shot of fernet and, mm. and a slice of pie from a uh, slice of pumpkin pie because it was the fall. And when I get done with the pie, I did my shot of fernet and I ordered the tab. And the bartender walks over. He's like, "Can I do a shot of fernet with you? Because just fat guy to fat guy, <laughs> I am in love with everything you just did." <laughs> He said, you came in here and you sat down and you had a full course meal yeah. and you ate every bite and you did it right. Yeah. And I just, uh, I really respect what you just did. <laughs> he said, you basically went on a date with yourself. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I know what I like and I'm, you know, live life to the fullest. You get an appetizer. It's a really good point, actually. We, <laughs> men should do that. Yeah. Women should do that. You should, I would tell Leah, like some nights... 
now that I hear that, we, we should do that. Yeah. Like, rather than do the, well, what are you going to do tonight? Mm-hmm. And you have the whole, not argument, but kind of back and forth. Like, I don't know. We don't want to do that. Well, sh-. And you, I think what ha- ends up happening is you settle. And you're like, well, let's just get that because we know it's good. Yeah. Maybe you should say, tonight, darling, I'm going to go out without you. <laughs> and she's like, where are you going? Big. I don't know. And it's not going to be, I'm not going to be with anybody else. Yeah. I'll probably end up with Slotsky's. Probably Tilted Kilt, fine. if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> the food sucks. It's terrible. But, and the scenery is not even that good. It's not. At least, and, at least not at the one that's over near here. But uh, yeah, just a nice date with yourself. That yeah. sounds magical. Well, and I, it was not, it's not how I shaped it in my mind. What's funny is there was a couple clearly on their first or second date next to me talking very loudly about it. But it it, it cracked me up. And the guy kind of knew me because he, Brickstore and Leon's is owned by the same family. Oh, and yeah. He's seen me around. But he just like came over and knocked me up with a fist bump and brought a free shot of Fernet and did one way. He was like, I just, I really have respect for what you just did. <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> It's a and, good story. Uh, every, like, every once in a while, we'll see each other in passing, because he's actually one of the owners of Kimball House. He's one of the oh, four I love that started the it. House. O- his, name's, his name's Matt, Very expensive, but good. Yeah, that's like a once-a-year date night spot for me and Kristen. So as I told you not to uh, pivot too hard, I've been thinking about tonight's pod. Right. We're not going to do any segments. It's not really our style. Oh. That's uh, that's respectful. <laughs> I like that one. I meant that without any humor at all. That was right. that was nice. Respect. I was gonna do one today in politics, but it has to be anywhere but America. But I haven't really followed it. Uh, then I told you about desserts with no context, so I don't really. We have already. Well, covered. we talked about Parisian cream puffs, and then my tale of mm-hmm. of uh, brick store pumpkin pie. And one of my one of the ones I wanted to do a Florida story. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, one I read. If you're not familiar, there's a there's a Reddit sub. Reddit chain that you can go to called A Florida Man. Literally, mm. that's how it's dot, dot, dot. Ellipsis for those. But it's just all those great headlines that come out of Florida. Yeah. That you see. And one of my well, favorites was Naked Florida Man burns down house while trying to bake cookies on his George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, you know, fact checker Hickman is a Florida resident. So and he's and he's in a real, I, they seem to be happy. Yeah. Okay. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Pensacola is the most Florida of the Florida cities. That's true, but they're not in Pensacola. They're in Pensacola, like how you're in Atlanta right now. Okay, so they're like in the vinings of Pensacola. Well, they're not in the vinings of Pensacola. There is no vinings. Of Pensacola. No, but like when you travel out of town and someone says, "Where are you from?" You say Atlanta, and then when they go, "Oh, me too," then you can say, "Oh, I'm actually in vinings," and they go, "Oh, I'm hey, actually in Marietta." My address is Atlanta. Marietta can't say that. Right, but that's. But what, I get your point. That's what everyone does. Point. Like when I met T Pain, he's like, "Oh, you're a, you from Atlanta? Where?" I'm like, "Well, uh, actually, Roswell. Roswell." He's like, "Well, yeah, me too. I'm in Smyrna." You know, it's like, <laughs> what, if you meet a fellow Atlanta, we're within a, a circumference yeah. of space that but, can allow us to say yeah. that we're from Atlanta. When people ask them, they say Pensacola, but they actually they're in like Milton or something like that, some right. like town a, that's a, a less it's Pensacola. Pens- yeah, it's like side. it's within thirty minutes of what you're thinking of in terms of. Pensacola. Right. Leah moved there after a rough spell in high school. I think they had some issues. Their house burned down. It's quite a story. Were they baking cookies on a grill? I don't think so. They lived in a very nice house here in Alpharetta. Was the grill or closed? No, Forsyth. I, 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 
It's a Florida man. Who fucking knows? He's <laughs> naked and he burned his house down trying to make cookies. You know, you can make a pizza on a green egg. I wonder if you could put cookie batter on a Foreman grill and. I mean, if you mind, when the, the picture that came with the article made it very clear that mm. these things, he had briquetted these motherfuckers <laughs> and hence started a fire. Yeah. But yeah, no, she, she lived in Pensacola and has some uh, less than uh, worthwhile things to say about the people that live and work in Pensacola. My buddy Josh that used to live below me in our apartment, he, uh, he and his uh, ex, I believe, they lived in Pensacola for... One to two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his mom lives there, but he he painted a, a decent picture of the town. I, like I said, I'm sure it had. Oh, oh, man, this is tough to watch. Is that their grandfather? Yeah, that's like like there's like multiple generations of people eater chainsaw family members. He looks like what Walter Matthau would look like. I'm glad you said Matthau and not B. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need to do that anymore. He looks like Walter Matthau's like crack-headed younger brother. The chili grandpa? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. He has that look about him. The thing about this, you have to keep in mind, the sound's not on. And it is grody, but this is, this is someone's campy approach to this franchise. Whereas the original Texas Chainsaw is just as disturbing, but well, it's, it's done in a, in a very... Uh, very intentional, serious, specific tone. Yeah, and I get it. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely probably go back and watch. I will say this is done. I with have a, a problem with the. There's only uh, one. I'm not a a horror genre fan. Yeah, I don't watch horror for enjoyment. If I watch it, it's rare. But there's one film that I've always I could not make it through. It was The Hills Have Eyes, mm-hmm. and it was like, it just hit too. Too not close to home, but like I can't. like a baby and a gun or something. That, there's a scene where the the crazy inbreds that had been part of the nuclear fall. That was the whole theme of that film. Was they lived in the Nevada was, desert? Was, oh, it wasn't Australia. Okay, no. <clears throat> yeah, oh, you know, tit for tat, tomato, <laughs> tomato. Uh, but they were all, you know, they the the whole storyline was that nuclear fallout had caused all this. And they were disfigured. But they they there's a scene where they invade this cup this these poor innocents camper mm-hmm. and the, you know what? I think I'm having a fucking memory flashback. The, the hocus pocus girl was in the hills have eyes. Thora Birch? No. Oh. Why does it all go back to Thora Birch for you? I think you have the problem. <laughs> I know you're talking the about. The blonde haired girl yeah. is in the hills have eyes. And, and she's a, Shaw. she's a nursing mother. Yeah. And that's the baby. But these, in, inbred, that's I can't. I have to look at you. I can't look at the screen. The disturbing right now. part about this scene is they're trying to get their like stop no two hundred year old granddad to hammer this girl in the head like you would a cattle, but he has no arm strength, so he is hitting her with the hammer, but not very hard. It's just the weight of the hammer hitting her in the head. And when I watch this movie, I, I always think like that would suck. Like even though there's no strength. In this man's arm, it's still the weight of a hammer hitting you in the back of the head. It wouldn't feel good, like, happening over and over again. No. She but makes yeah, it. She no, makes it. Don't it. worry. No, I'm not worried about it. Um, <laughs> but she, they come into the camper, and one of these little inbreds, like, starts breastfeeding off of her while she's in a terrified panic. And I was like, I'm done. Mm. Like, I can't. I can't do it. I've never actually seen it, the Hills It's Have Eyes. not good. I mean, it's probably a good horror film, but it's just, I could not finish it. I was like, this is too much. I like, met 
you you remember in uh, Weird Science when the mutant bikers break up the party, mm-hmm. and there's the main guy with like the Mad Max Indian outfit and the girlfriend on chains. And then there's the dude with half a metal face. Mm-hmm. And then there's the guy who's actually disfigured in real life. His, he's kind of bug-eyed and his head kind of comes to a point. Kind of. He's also, I know you haven't seen it, he's also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, he's a very famous horror movie actor because he gen- genuinely looks that way. There's no prosthetic makeup there. It's kind of like a, a handsomer sloth from the Goonies is kind of <laughs> what he looks like. A handsomer sloth. Um, you could look him up and probably go, oh, I know this guy. I met him. Evanston? Yeah. I met him at uh, some sort of horror convention in Atlanta once. Um, he was chit-chatting with a buddy of mine at a bar, and my buddy invited me over to just sit down. And I knew, like, I shouldn't interrupt because this guy doesn't know me. And he's a fucking celebrity, like, been in probably over 100 films, lots of horror, sci-fi type stuff because of the way he looks. But he's just like, he's a total gearhead and he's just talking about cars. And we're just sitting there, I'm just sitting there listening to this guy talk about cars. <clears throat> he, I believe, is the main sort of grotesque in the original The Hills Have Eyes, <laughs> uh, which I've never seen that one either. But The Hills Have Eyes that you're referring to is actually a remake. Yeah, it is a remake, but it, it was like, it was, I'll give him credit. They, it's kind of like a comedian's job is to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. A good horror film should make you uncomfortable. Not a campy one, because this is clearly about laughing and just seeing ridiculous shit. <laughs> but it worked. It was the most uncomfortable I've been. I was like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. This is like, it was a, I can only imagine, I haven't see, seeked out Bone Tomahawk yet, because I know I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. There's it's no, heavy. It's just not, I don't want to no see kids, it. no kids, but it's heavy. Uh, the, yeah, I, I... I've intentionally just kind of discontinued horror movies that I don't know about ahead of time. If it's something that James Wan made, I'll watch it because he does really good startles like the conjuring movies. You know, there's a, there's a kid in one of the, I think the first conjuring movie that they all play hide and clap. It's kind of like a hide and go seek mixed with Marco Polo kind of thing. And so inevitably when you hear what they think is a ghost and is actually a demon, do the clap in the movie. It's like, he does a really good job at, at making you jump at startling you in the theater. And there's nothing, uh, psychologically traumatizing about his movies. They're just fun. It's kind of like the paranormal activities. They just, they make you jump and it's kind of like a roller coaster. I like those. I'll watch those outside of that. I'll watch campy. Like right now, I really have to tell you, I just want to watch Hocus Pocus. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I need Hocus Pocus in my life right now. Uh, I like old campy stuff like this. I get a, I get a kick out of these. I, anything 80s, I pretty much get a kick out of, provided it's not uh, really fucked up. But like Kristen, she'll watch the worst any horror movie. Mm-hmm. But she does have a line because when we when Netflix was still primarily a rental format, we would get you know four three or four discs in the mail every week. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, a foreign horror movie called Martyrs that she that she had picked out. And when they got to the scene of a woman being skinned alive in a bathtub, she's like, all right, I'm, I was like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. I'm good. I don't, there's like 45 minutes left and I don't want to see what they, what's coming. Yeah. If this is not the end game. Yeah. What's coming next. She finished it the next day without me. And she was like, I wish that I had stopped (laughs) when Mm -hmm. you, when you stopped. It's like, 
Yeah, like as soon as they found the torture basement and there's a girl that had been wrapped in barbed wire and her skin had grown over it, I was like, I was ready to tap out then. Yeah. It's like the, these people that make these movies just for the sake of making fucked up movies. I guess my thought. I'm not on, into it. My thought on that is that if you get to that level, it's like she had doubt about finishing it after she finished it. Okay. She had qualms. Yeah. You were done at a certain level. Yeah. Before it even ended. My concern is the people that are like, that was such a good fucking movie. I hope they make another one. And I, I start to wonder, like, what kind of human being are you? Yeah. Like. Maybe it, we shouldn't have freedom. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Like, maybe this whole American system of, like, watch and make what you want. I well, don't know. I think Martyrs, I mean. Any of the, like, fucked up horror genre films that I know about or have seen parts of, they're all Eastern European. There's a very famous one that I've never seen, but I know all about called a Serbian film, which is supposed to be, like, the most it's fucked up movie. a Serbian film? Yeah, and it's supposed to be, like, the most fucked up movie you'll ever see. It's banned in, like, several countries. That you can't get it anywhere. It's like a black—it's like— it's like not faces of death, but almost faces of death. Um, and I, and to Chris's credit, she wouldn't watch that. But there are there. Are, ooh, he just got chainsawed in the belly. Yeah, but it's, the scene's been ongoing. It's not like that just happened. <laughs> Continue. Uh, to Chris's credit, there are. She does have a line. She won't watch anything. But she'll she'll like start any horror movie that just looks has a decent looking like cover. And I'm like, why are you watching this? This is so bad. It's not even, it's not even like, forget the disturbing stuff. It's like, this is just a shitty B horror movie that somebody made. But she, you know, she'll watch any of it. She was the kind of kid that was terrified to watch horror movies. And she forced herself to watch The Exorcist because she, she was like, if I desensitize myself to it, I won't be afraid of it. And I'll be able to watch these movies and enjoy them. Whereas when I was little and I saw The Exorcist, I couldn't like go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) The Exorcist, uh, I watched that when I was, a little older, probably 17, 18, I found it to be pretty underwhelming. If I'm, I mean, it was, yeah. The parts, uh, to put in perspective, I was still very much like a Christian in the mm. sense of the word that we kind of make fun of now. Yeah. The wrong kind of, but um, when she's ramming that crucifix into her cooter, you're, you're kind of like, oh, mm. that's. I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> I think I'm going to go downstairs and masturbate to my, re- my realtor magazine. <laughs> I'm going to go palate cleanse with a Seinfeld rerun. <laughs> and then jerk off to that woman in a blue pantsuit. Oh, that blue pantsuit. God's up in heaven like, little do you know, I actually hate Seinfeld and masturbation. <laughs> At least with The Exorcist, you would have learned something. <laughs> so, that being said, we had another one to talk about. Uh, cows on the interstate. Oh, yeah. So when you are hearing this, this is, like everything else, a week's old news. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, last night, which would have been Monday, the October the 1st. Yep. Um, 3.30 in the morning, which would have actually been October the 2nd today, mm-hmm. a truck overturns. Well, kill- t- today's the day that, uh, that, that this bitch episode aired. Yeah, yeah, this bitch. Oh, what an episode. <laughs> this bitch! This bitch just wrecked a truck full of cows on I-285! <laughs> but it overturned cows. I don't know how many died. I imagine a few. S- as many as 70 escaped yeah. from the wreck. 
and we're just spreading out. And the videos were incredible. I love the one where these cops, it's like four o'clock in the morning and they're like, the cows are running at them. They're trying to corral them. And the cop, one of my favorite, the cops are like, hey, 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 like trying, like, are you going to talk to the cow? <laughs> are you reasoning with the cow? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> hey, buddy, come here. Hey, hey come here, come here, come here. Oh, oh Donald Trump. I'm you're sorry. not a cow. I'm sorry, buddy. Ugh. But yeah, cow, I, I told Leah though, I was like, if we had a big backyard with a fence mm. and one of these cows meandered up, I'd open the gate and be like, buddy, you're free now. Yeah. You can live with us. Until they find out, and then we have to have like a, a neighborhood cow roast. <laughs> but I would I would have welcomed in one of these cows because they were baby cows. Well, yeah, what's in this bucket? Oh, it's milk from the cow. <laughs> that's a but that's a that's a male cow. What are we, Louis Pasteur? Like what are you doing? Where do you get milk? <laughs> oh yeah, the male cow. That's a, that reminds me of Kingpin. I know you've seen that film. <laughs> yeah. Got up, whew, got up real early this morning, thought I'd milk a cow for you. Took him a while, but Woo! All at once. <laughs> we don't have a cow. We have a bull. Right when Woody Harrelson's mid-gulp. <laughs> cow come rolling down uh, his cheeks. I always laugh when... I'm going to go brush my teeth. <laughs> I always laugh when his landlord does the... Uh, hey, Manson. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. That is... I, I have that movie in the top ten of my comedies. And it's a fairly... Yeah. Brothers. But it's... Just different. It's just so good. Yeah. I love. I love everything. It was one of the first dirty films I ever saw. Yeah. He's. You know. I, I'll tell you what holds your future ish. It's round. It has three holes, and you stick your fingers in them. <laughs> you leave Miss Rebecca out of this. <laughs> I'm talking about a bowling ball, you idiot. <laughs> but that movie's just so good on so many levels. But yeah, a bunch of cows roaming in the streets. Also, one thing I did want to mention because I know we've talked about this before. For those of you having children, mm. who listen. And you are considering a gender reveal. <laughs> I want to stop you. Because every time you do that online, I make fun of you so hard in my head. <laughs> I would never, like, if someone on Facebook, when they do their gender reveal, I don't go on there and say, like, yeah. that was dumb. <laughs> it makes me think of the baby and the cake Mardi Gras thing. like mm-hmm. Which, oh, you, you mean the, the ring, the piece of cloth? You're talking about, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's a th- there's a Mardi Gras t- tradition where like if you find it's a little plastic baby doll and you oh, find it in yes, your, yes. your I, I was getting confused with the Irish no uh, Irish bread one where they they put a piece of cloth a, a ring yeah and no, one of them means little... if you find it you're gonna have money if you yeah. get a piece of cloth you're gonna have a bad time that's that's fine but the the as a boardwalk reference <laughs> the Mardi Gras one with the little plastic baby doll in your cakes like. For whatever reason, it's always really repulsed me. <laughs> it's just this little fat, mm-hmm. little fat naked baby, plastic baby thing in your cupcake or whatever it is. And she's like, this is, this seems like a dumb tradition and it seems gross. And I, I just, I don't know. Mardi Gras is a, a big turnoff for me. I don't, I don't like the purple and gold combination. Not here to take that away from you. Uh, don't have any real opinions on Mardi Gras. It's just a big old party. If you actually ever seen what I let's not spend too much time on Mardi Gras, but if you've ever seen, and I'll tell you where it was I Bill Mosley. Nice. I'll tell you where I saw it. He's in all the Rob Zombie movies. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting comparison between what you like for those around the country and the world, the mm. world that go to Mardi Gras. Uh, I've been there. It's quite a time. It's a little bit too much. 
But for those who go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans... It's over. And, yes, thank God. And they get the experience of New Orleans. They don't understand that Mardi Gras is not a New Orleans thing. It's a Louisiana thing. Yeah. And the countryside Mardi Gras is disturbing. Hmm. And what I, I, I saw this on one of the last, rest in peace, one of the last season's episodes of uh, Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. And he goes out into like the bayou yeah. where they do this Mardi Gras. And it's literally like just an all day beer drinking Bud Light fest. They're chasing chickens. They're dressed mm. very weirdly. The whole time I was thinking about True Detective and I was like, no wonder. <laughs> no fucking wonder. Yeah. You know? But to yeah. the original point of what I was saying, yeah, quick Louisiana story. country, it's and I let me let me preface this for anybody that may be listening in yeah. Louisiana because I'm I, not I, try, I'm I not have friends in Louisiana. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I my I grew up with my nickname comes from <laughs> there's people in Louisiana that don't know my real name yeah. that sent me wedding gifts with my nickname on it. It's like a foreign country nestled like right right west <laughs> of the American Southeast. When I talk about New Orleans, and it is a state I love, I really I genuinely do love. <laughs> It's not. It's not an American state. Louisiana. <laughs> it's, it's a little foreign country. Louisiana is a is the last bastion of Europeanism. Yeah. In this, it is a European country that just so happens to be on the ass end of the South. <laughs> it has to. It just yeah. happens to jut out, looking yeah. like a boot. Yeah. But it is a European crazy place mm. filled with Canadians and French people. Yeah. Who have created a culture that. Their own brand of redneck. It's, yeah, it's not even redneck. I don't yeah. know what it is. But when you watch them Mardi Gras, you're like, all right, something disturbing about this because women can't get involved. Beer must be involved. Yeah. Chasing chickens is involved. Going yeah. from town to town over the entire... It's just... If you could see it, I wanted to show it to Leah, but it got deleted when my DVR got too full. But it, I, I watched it and I was like, that. if people that came from like... I used to love the cops episodes mm-hmm. when they would do strictly Mardi Gras episodes because yeah. all these New Orleans cops like people think they come down here just do whatever they want because it's Mardi Gras <laughs> and they're right because people come down there from yeah. wherever from England from France from Germany from, yeah. from California and they think like oh it's New Orleans it doesn't matter I can just whip my dick out on the side yeah. of the street everything's jazz Everything and big band and I'm gonna have some gators here's my dick <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna shit on the side of the street. It doesn't matter. It's New Orleans. I just paid twelve dollars for a Miller Lite. I had a hurricane. <laughs> I just took a shit on the side of the street. But yeah. when you see it in the country where Mardi Gras isn't like this draw of a, like a music festival, it, yeah. it actually means something. It it gets pretty disturbing. Yeah. But all that being said, quick story about why one gender reveals are fucking stupid, <laughs> and we've talked about this. One, you're not special. You've done something that you're biologically created to do: reproduce. Something that you, something that you forced yourself not to act on when you were 15. Right. The thing you avoided. <laughs> yeah. Right. You wanted to have sex, but you didn't want that that little side piece. Yeah. Of the baby part. Yeah. Gender reveals are fucking stupid. Don't do them. I know that some of my family members might be hearing this who have done a gender reveal, and yes, I made fun of you in my mind when I saw you do it. <laughs> Two. Here's a, a, a byproduct. The story went, this was late last year, but it's just now being a news story. A gender reveal gone bad in Arizona involving some type of firearm. I didn't read the entirety of the article. Because <laughs> who has time? I don't have time. Isn't Arizona the state where that senator got shot in the head? Yes. So there is. This is a gun-happy state. 
It is. And it's lowest per capita of black people. It's not relevant. It's like 0.01% in Arizona. Well, that's like that SNL. They make up with Mexicans. But listen, the guy wants to do a gender reveal. It was was like a target shoot. He was going to shoot at the target. Mm -hmm. The the idea was, poof, it would be blue. Or poof, it would be, you know, pink. Oh, it's so cute. My husband shot the target. And then pew, pew, pew. He started a fire. (laughs) With this piece of ammo that burnt down 47,000 acres of, <laughs> of woodlands. And this is in Arizona. Yeah. There's not a lot of wood. I didn't even know there was woodlands. Yeah, I thought that was a desert state. There, I, having been there, it's pretty crazy. Mm. The geography, you can be, like, within two hours, you can be in, a, in the high woodlands of Flagstaff yeah. Yeah. And, in the desert near the Grand Canyon. But okay. all that being said, 47,000 acres Burned down eight million dollars worth of damage. Hey, how'd your gender reveal go? Was it a girl? <laughs> Do we know? Did we ever find out? Like, like you said before, I told you about this before. You're like, it's a girl. I, should we call somebody? It's a girl. Call the police. <laughs> Mommy, why is daddy? Why is daddy away? <laughs> Well, Daddy's on vacation for the next five to eight, and it's because we were trying to make a cute Facebook video um, for people that we act, know in real life and could have just had a conversation with. We wanted the we wanted the attention on the internet. Exactly. And so it, the funniest one was get back to Louisiana because why not? On the you know how we you have an online article like that they link you to other ones. Yeah. Well, the the linked article is a video that I'd already seen, but I showed Leah. It's this Cajun couple from the backwoods of Louisiana. Mm. Two big fat people. Makes sense. <clears throat> but the big fat dude owned I'm not I'm not fucking you, owned a pet alligator. <laughs> and he kept him on a on a on a big old chain. Of course. I mean the gator had room to move, but that's fucked up. But he had taken a watermelon and injected it, I, whatever color they knew the baby to be. Mm-hmm. And so their gender reveal was him walking up with his gator, opening the gator's mouth, big old fat man, mm-hmm. opening the gator's mouth, puts the, out, puts the watermelon in, and of course the gator chomps and blue goes everywhere. And all the kids, oh, they go crazy, it's a boy. That baby gonna be born now. That baby gonna be a boy, he get him. Get a bit that baby boy. Get a bit that baby boy. That's so cute, that ghetto. <laughs> I remember when me and Kristen went to Nolens. Y'all never did one of these. No, fuck And definitely no. don't say Nolens. For <laughs> someone who's been there and knows the culture, don't say Nolens. <laughs> they don't like it. No, it's- I know they don't. But I remember when we went there, a buddy of mine that's a tattoo artist was tattooing <laughs> out in Oma. Mm-hmm. And he brought some Oma tattooers with him to New Orleans to hang out with us. And we were giving him a ride back to Atlanta. Trying to make sense what those dudes were saying. Yeah, good luck. Over the noise of New Orleans downtown yeah. and, and the bars and the rowdiness. Are you trying to understand what it is? It's like, well, what the fuck is this guy saying? This is in English? This is an American? Well, they don't speak. It's not American. It's not no, a, it's not it's, a, it's yeah. not a, a, a place. My favorite is when me and Leah were first dating and we were going to go to see her parents in Houston for Thanksgiving. I was going to be meeting her parents for the first time. And her mother has this 
irrational fear of the entire state. She feels like, call me when you get into New Orleans mm. or into Louisiana yeah. and call me as you're driving out of it. We should watch an episode of True Blood because that takes place. It does. <laughs> in Louisiana. But it also, no thank you. But um, we went to New Orleans first time together and it was really touristy. But we went to the Acme Oyster House, which is not the best place to eat in New Orleans. It just happened to be famous because you can eat a shit ton of oysters for fairly cheap. Yeah. Well, we had a bunch of oysters, and she had ordered beer. And I paid the bill. And we get up from the table, and she starts chugging the beer. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I have to finish this beer. And one of the locals heard her. She's like, baby girl, you got to finish that beer. It's New Orleans. You can walk around. She didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that you can have an open container It's just there. like the Avalon in Alpharetta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> you can walk around with Walk around with everything you want. You can go into the movie theater. But it was Ain't nobody really, going to stop you. It was really funny to hear them say, like, when it, it, they were quick to do it, too. Because I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm chugging this beer. And I was like, yeah. before I could get the chance to say, yeah. you don't have Yeah. Oh, baby, you ain't to do that in New Orleans. You can't that. Go on, got open container. Now, I wanted <laughs> it's to tell her. It's a city. I wa- basically, <laughs> I wanted to tell her. I was like, you, I wanted to just take her to one of those drive through daiquiri stands, which yeah. to me... Yeah, they just put a little tape over it. To me, that is the epitome of what, not as wrong, so to say. Right. But how un-American that city is. Yeah. Because when they say that the only legal thing, because they don't even operate on the same law code we do. They're still on Napoleonic law there. Right. Parishes. Right. So when they say it has to have a container lid, Mm-hmm. As you might know, I think you just yeah. alluded to it. Well, yeah, they put tape can, over the straw it, and done deal. They take the plastic wrap, mm-hmm. pop it over the top, rubber band. Yeah. Now, some of them are classier, and they actually have real lids. Yeah. But they, you go through this drive-through, and they're like, which one do you want? And you're like, uh, give me the pina colada. You want the double one? Well, what does that mean? Well, that's three, three times alcohol. <laughs> it's got grain alcohol, got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you're like... What the fuck? <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, let me put that saran wrap over the top and put a nice Put that saran wrap, don't you worry about it. Now, don't you drink it till you go home, now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> fucking crazy. But anywho, we've been all over the place. I can tell you this, since you're already looking ahead for next week's episode, since we are doing a twofer tonight. We like twofers. I heard um, it in episode, I listened to episode 16 of all things today, just because oh, yeah. I, I wanted to have some random <laughs> new... And uh, can, you were like, we got to do two every time. <laughs> I can tell you this. Hocus Pocus is not going to be on here. But in the spirit of doing a lighthearted Halloween, you need to go I saw, back. I, I know what you want to do. Monster just, Squad. I just don't want to do Monster Squad. <laughs> well, what about Jaws 3? Or Species? You know you're going to get Natasha Henstridge nude in that. I've never seen any of what? Species. Jaws the Revenge is good. Mario Van Peebles' finest work. Can we not just do regular old Jaws? Yeah. For sure. Or uh, definitely don't do Henry. If you don't want to get bummed out. Which one is Henry? Go back. It's got Michael Rooka in it when he was little. I don't or not see little, but Henry. younger. Keep going. You'll see it. There it is. What is this? It's a it's a serial killer. Serial killer. Sure. It's a serial killer. It's a serial killer horror movie that'll really bum you out. Oh, I mean, <laughs> what wouldn't bum me out about a serial killer? It's like it's a it's a fictional movie, but the way it's shot. And everything, it's like, it's like this, this happened somewhere. This really happened. Well, every somewhere. serial killer movie's like that. <laughs> it's rough. People think Buffalo Bill was bad, and I'm, I have to remind them, the serial killers we haven't caught, yeah, 
those are the ones yeah. that I, the serial killer that delivers my mail. Yeah. The serial killer that cuts his lawn and a pressed white t-shirt and khakis. Yeah. And is never going to be caught mm. because his MO is he's down to a T. Think about the uh, honest question. Not well, to go out Gacy. just because well he got caught. But right. just to be clear, I'm not trying to go out on a downer note here. But imagine the serial killer that lives his whole life, mm. raises a family, yeah. has grandpa, great grandpa photos, and has killed a hundred people. Yeah. And it's because it's genetically hardwired in him to do so. Yeah. Like how many of those It's like how, Mr. Brooks. Did you ever see Mr. Oh, Brooks? It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a bummer how he goes in the end. Yeah. What about the Eddie Murphy uh, vampire movie? You talking about Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> no. I'm more apt. To, <laughs> I, I would be more apt to buy Dracula Dead and Loving It. I've never seen that. You, I can't watch it with you then. Okay. Because you need to actually watch that film. Okay. That was the last of Mel Brooks's movies. It's absolutely incredible. Well, I mean, but I'll try to find Jaws. If not, I think Jaws Jaws Two is pretty well, good. Well, Jaws One was at the very beginning when was we it? started this. Yeah. Well, let's not focus on that for now. Let's wrap up episode thirty-two. Episode thirty-two, where we where we tried not to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. I honestly, I. I'm not like against gore, but that was like, it's up. it's up it's grody, there. it's it's a grody movie. There's no doubt about it. Any hit W F U C K. Bam, ninety-seven point five. It's, it's spooktacular month on this pod thing of ours all month long. We're gonna be watching all the best horror films in uh, this side of the uh, best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the ones we can get for free. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, see you next week for episode 33. Uh, don't forget to uh, head over to adamandeve.com. Adam and Eve. Buy some dills. Com. Buy some dills. Buy Big some dills. Ones. You know what? In the spirit of Halloween, get yourself a horror porn. They're Ooh, real. They, they exist. They are real. There's a zombie porno out there. I know about it. We'll save it. <laughs> I don't want to hear you describe this right now. <laughs> it's wild because they 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 fuck with the camera lens, so like they don't actually do any special effects, but they fuck with the light, so everyone's skin is blue. It's it's weird. I get it. Wrap it up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs>